Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Cloudwater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. For our reading of the gospel today, as we have done over the last month and a half, we have had different readers from the congregation lend their voices and then have that story kind of told through images. Today's story is going to be the gospel where we make that pivot and we hear how Jesus will die. So I want you to know that there are some images that might be a little bit more uh, traumatic. If you have young children, just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, we've also tried to make sure not to, it's, it's not going to be, if you're putting it on the spectrum of passion of the Christ, it won't be like that. Uh, but there is some images where Jesus will have some blood on him. And we just want you to be aware of that before we hear this story, because this is really the pivotal part of that story. Uh, without the Good Friday story, we don't have the celebration of resurrection and the story of Easter. So without further ado, Matthew 27. Jesus stood before the governor. Are you the king of the Jews? You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he did not answer. Do you not hear how many accusations they make against you? But he gave him no answer, not even a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. At the festival, the governor was accustomed to releasing a prisoner for the crowd, anyone whom they wanted. They had a notorious prisoner called Jesus Barabbas. Whom do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? For Pilate realized that it was out of jealousy that the chief priests and elders handed him over. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him. Have nothing to do with that innocent man. For today I have suffered a great deal because of a dream about him. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Barabbas! Then what should I do with Jesus who is called the Messiah? Crucify him! Why? What evil has he done? Crucify him! Crucify him! When Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourself. His blood be on us and our children. So Pilate released Barabbas for them, and after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put on his own clothes. Then they led him away to be crucified. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon, 
they compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to the place called Golgotha, the place of the skull, they offered him wine to drink, mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you're the Son of God, come down from that cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him. He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he wants to. For he said, I am the son of God. The bandits who were crucified with him also taunted him in the same way. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. About three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, This man is calling for Elijah. At once, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink. Wait, let's see whether Elijah can come and save him. Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. Tombs also were open and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what had took place, they were terrified. Truly, this man was God's son. Grace and peace to you, my siblings in Christ. If you're writing the end to a great tragedy, it's tough to top that. Jesus is everything that you would hope for in a hero. He confronts evil. He takes on the oppressors. He's humble and not arrogant despite his ability to heal and to teach with authority. He talks about love and and God's kingdom. He's so innocent. He's not provoking Pilate or even the chief priests by yelling back at them. As we see this unfurl, he's alone. He even called off his own followers from engaging in a fight. As I see the suffering that he endures, I want to shout out enough. Leave him alone. We know how this story plays out. I can't imagine anyone being brave enough to, to intervene. There's nobody coming to rescue Jesus. No one to save the day. As we gathered this past week to record the audio for our scripture, we were actually right in the middle of the reading, right at the part 
where Jesus is getting the crown of thorns placed upon his head, and he's being led to the place of his crucifixion, when suddenly we had an interruption. Suddenly, as our narrator, Lloyd, continued to share this very dramatic part about the execution, the tension within the room was interrupted by a ringtone. Yeah, somebody's phone went off. Darn, we're going to have to redo this one. But it wasn't just anyone's phone. It was Pastor Steve's phone. When someone calls Pastor Steve in the office, we all know that it's his phone. Because we hear the William Tell Overture. Oh... Just as a Jesus is about to get raised up on the cross, the lone ranger comes riding into town. If only that were the case. There's no hero riding in on horseback to save the day. Nobody is coming at the last second to get him down off of that cross. Jesus would have refused anyway. I mean, he doesn't even drink the gall, which would have been a painkiller to ease his suffering. He endures mocking and ridicule. You saved others, save yourself. Jesus has another thing coming. They have no idea what he's actually got in store to save the world. But that's not this story. Not yet. We can't have Easter without Good Friday and without the Passion, which is a Latin word meaning suffering. The resurrection doesn't happen. So we dwell in this moment. We remember Christ's sacrifice and the suffering of Jesus on the cross for the sake of our own lives. And then it's over. He breathes his last. The temple curtain is torn in two. The earth shakes and rocks are split. Then the tombs are open like some sort of zombie apocalypse, which, if we're being honest, is a pretty popular genre of movies and TV shows right now. So if Matthew is hoping to reel us in for a sequel we're probably going to take the bait. The last words in our story today come from one of the oppressors. The centurion who's been on guard as these three men are executed. And after all of these crazy events have taken place, he comes to the realization, truly this man was God's son. And that's the end of the story. Now, thanks to Marvel movies and really an entire subgenre of, of superheroes and comics and all that stuff, something about this ending didn't feel very good, did it? The hero doesn't just bear everything, take all the abuse, and just doesn't even get an attempt at being rescued. 
Where's our heroes coming to save the day? You know, as the chief priests are mocking him, they're asking the same questions. Hey, Jesus, who's going to save you? What kind of hero is going to show up, help you out? Maybe he'll be a, a zealot, you know, like, like Judas Iscariot. You know, he betrays Jesus when he sees this king riding into town on a donkey. Is not this great king like King David who's going to slay his enemies. And Jesus wants Judas to love his enemies. And so in this moment on the cross, Judas is nowhere to be found. Maybe we're looking for a hero like Peter, who in John's gospel literally takes out his sword and strikes when they're trying to arrest Jesus. Jesus tells him to put his sword away. And so when Jesus is on the cross, Peter's afraid, denies even knowing Jesus three times. He's nowhere to be found. Maybe the hero will be an act of God. This earthquake and all these dramatic events just happened a little too late. Couldn't they have happened and freed him from that cross? No. Our hero dies. But will this be the final word? Not even death will get the last word in this story. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Where will that road lead? All along this journey through Lent, we have been seeing crosses everywhere. But on this journey, we have also seen our neighbor through the eyes of a refugee, through Ukrainians, through the hungry and the homeless. Next week, will we see signs of hope and signs of life? Because what we just heard was not the end. And I can't wait to tell you all about what our hero does to save, not just the day. Well, maybe I've said too much. You know, not even the Lone Ranger could have hatched a plan this heroic. So with that, I'll see you on Easter. Resurrection Day is coming. Amen. to support our mission and ministry, please go to our website at faithfl.org. May God bless you in the days ahead.